Hello, and welcome to Poppy Approved Movies. My name is Poppy. And I'm Sophia. In our podcast, we'll review and critique my favorite R-rated movies. Movies that I wasn't allowed to watch until I turned 17. Every other week, Sophia and I will watch a new rated R movie. And I'll see if Poppy's movies live up to the hype. Which, of course, they will. Today, we're going to be watching The Big Lebowski. Before we begin, there will be spoilers. If you haven't seen the movie and don't want it to be spoiled, press pause and come back when you're finished. Hello, Sophia. Hi, Doppy. How you doing? I'm doing good. Your voice sounds better. I think this is going to be a I good think pod. I've healed a lot. Yes. I think so, too. All right. You ready to do this? All right. This one's a doozy. So what do you think of the movie? I I don't know. I have some conflicting feelings on it. I didn't. <laughs> okay. I I don't think I got it. I don't think I understood it. You don't think you understood it? I don't know if there was anything to understand in the first place. Maybe not. Maybe that's where we're having an issue. Maybe there, you were looking too deep into the movie. I mean, I thought there was a plot, but kind of there really wasn't a plot in the end. Like nothing really connected at all. Okay. It's just, there were so many groups, and it was like, they were doing this whole thing, and I expected it to go somewhere, but it kind of just went absolutely nowhere, and everything just kind of played out, yeah. (laughs) All right. What do you rate it? Maybe a three. Three stars? Yeah. So you liked it less than Stand By Me, but you liked it average. Yeah, it was an entertaining experience. (laughs) It sure was. Now, Poppy, tell me the deets of this movie. Okay. Big Lebowski came out in 1998. With a runtime of one hour and 57 minutes. It's streaming on Freebie. It's written and directed by Joel and Ethan Cohen. So those are, they're called the Cohen Brothers. Mm-hmm. Very famous movie makers. They've made tons of very famous movies. So okay. This is one of my favorites of theirs. Big Lebowski is about a man named The Dude who has his rug stolen in case of mistaken identity. They thought they were stealing the rug from a rich man named Jeffrey Lebowski, which is The Dude's real name. Lebowski's wife, Bunny, owes money all around town and is later kidnapped. Lebowski asks Dude to be his courier for a ransom payoff. Dude agrees and the kidnapping becomes very complicated involving Lebowski's daughter, Maud, some nihilists, Bunny's parents, a movie producer, and Jeff Lebowski, who's trying to keep the money for himself. Everything unfolds and the dude gets out of it, mostly scot-free, with the help of his friends. Alright. It is a complicated story. There are a lot of characters in the story that just kind of came and went and had real no importance. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And we'll go over each one of the characters, and I think maybe that'll help us get into the story. So let's start with the dude. What do you think of the dude? The dude was pretty a chill dude. (laughs) He did it. He was kind of stressed throughout this whole movie, though. Right. I was kind of like, I thought he was going to be very nonchalant about everything. And so most of the time he was, he was also kind of like worried about what would happen to the lady or what was going on all around him. He was just like stressed out because everything kept going wrong and he got into this whole mess. I think the dude is very simple. Yeah. And very easygoing and chill. And anything that kind of throws a wrench in his system kind of throws him off and kind of yeah. asks anything. And what do you think of the actor? Jeff Bridges plays the dude. I liked it. He looked unique to me for some reason. Yeah. It was funny. I liked it. He was cool. And his clothing is funny because he wore a robe on. He wore jelly shoes. Jelly shoes. Which is, to me was kind of funny. Who wears jelly shoes? At least as an adult, right? Little yeah. kids usually wear jelly shoes. Yeah, I like the dude. I think he's funny. How about Walter? 
played by John Goodman. Walter's best friend, right? Walter's his best friend, the guy with the beard. The one from Nom, right? The guy from Nom. <laughs> yes. Walter Walter was such an intense character. So intense. I feel like he caused a lot of problems. So many problems. <laughs> right. Like half of dude's problems. He made everything worse. Yeah, he did make everything worse, although he kind of saves them from the attack of the Nihilist. <laughs> yes. Later. Yeah, Walter... <laughs> We just saw a movie where we thought maybe a character had PTSD. Uh, um, I think Walter definitely has PTSD. Yeah. I feel like everything looped back to Nam for him. And there's <laughs> that, a That's scene. what dude is always saying. Like, we're not in Nam, dude. Yeah. What are you talking not about? Not everything's about Nam, Yeah, not Walter. everything's about Nam. <laughs> yeah. Poor Walter. You know, he's like, you didn't see your friend's dying face down in the muck. Like, he said that, like, twice. Yeah. So you could have your freedom. So Walter was very... He definitely had some issues, but, you know, that was all part of, like, the ridiculousness or intenseness of his character in the situation. The actor who played Walter, his name is John Goodman, he was on a TV show called Roseanne for, like, a million years. He was, like, the dad. Oh. Like, funny, happy guy dad. And this guy was a very different Yeah, that's very different. Yeah. So Walter, yeah. And he's quite intense. And he was ready to kill people. Uh, I mean, he did, like, almost kill one of those people. He, like, bit off some dude's ear. <laughs> that's that's pretty intense. That's, yeah. That was Smashed one of my that parts. car. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah, he had anger issues. How would you think of Donnie? Donnie was just... He was, like, not involved for most of it. He was, like, there mostly for the bullying, whatever. And he seemed pretty chill. And he was always trying to, like, get what was happening. And Walter's like, Donnie, shut up. <laughs> Be yeah. quiet. Yeah, except he said uh, much more vulgarities towards him. He was terrible to him. Yes, he, right. he was so mean to Walter Donnie. was a bully big time for poor Donnie. I mean, Donnie wasn't even like really into any of the drama. Like he was never with them when any of the crazy he stuff just happened. Said bully. And then, unfortunately, his life was taken in the attack know, of the nil- nihilist or he, whatever. He has a heart attack. Every time you see him bowl, he hits a strike until the night he dies or he, he misses a strike. I know. I know. So he didn't. He didn't the get it. Like one little pin stayed, and then he looked shocked by it. Like he must be like their best bowler. Yeah. And so yeah, bowling itself was a huge part of this movie. That, I know. You know they just always went back to bowling, huh? Mm-hmm. Like when things are down, they're like, let's just go bowl. Right? Yeah. Okay. No matter what happened in this huge conspiracy, whatever, they were all just like, okay. And Donnie's a, a funny actor. He was in Grown Ups. We saw that movie. He was one of the characters on there. Mm-hmm. He's just a funny guy. And, and I just think, poor Donnie. I felt poor so Donnie, bad for Donnie. He, he had nothing. He did nothing. And no. he just cut. He just died. I had like three. And then his ashes were all over <laughs> stupid dude at the end because Walter couldn't. He did. Oh my gosh. You know, I think in his I think little about that all coffee jar. Yeah, they couldn't folders. even pay for an urn. Couldn't pay for an urn, so they went with uh, something less. And poor Donnie, his ashes. And he had no family. Yeah, he had no family. It was just those two who had to take care of him. Yeah. So sad. So it felt bad. Like, why did you have to die, poor Donnie? Poor Donnie. And then he went. I mean, he wasn't even old or anything like that. How about the big Lebowski himself? So that's the guy in the in the wheelchair. Yeah. The guy was the with the dude's real name, Jeffrey Lebowski. I mean, I don't know. We don't see him that much, but he's kind of, I guess, like a snob. It's kind of all fake, too. Yeah. Because the daughter or the old wife used to own most of like this wealth he's so prideful about. Right. And so it's just kind of like he's so demanding to the dude. 
He was awful to the dude. Yeah, he was like horrible. And call him horrible. And then after dude has that epiphany about the the chick or whatever he's trying to save from being kidnapped. It's like he's just trying to pin this off from poor dude. Yeah, so there's one a couple other questions about the kidnapping. So there was never a kidnapping. No. There wasn't even a pretend kidnapping. It doesn't look like it. Yeah. The nihilists were just trying to get money by saying they pretend kidnap Bunny. But then they must have known that Bunny was gone. Yeah. Yeah, because she took off. Yeah, she just left to have fun. You see her in the car or whatever. So she must be working with them some. Like, they they must have told her, go away. Go away for a little while, and then we're going to pretend to kidnap you. I mean, yeah. They were even willing to take off one of their, like, toes. (laughs) Right, his girlfriend's toe, right? Yeah. Uli's girlfriend is the one that loses her toe. Yeah, I hated that guy because I think... He was just evil and then he looks so pathetic at the last scene he's in. Yeah, well, he fell down and then... Oh. Yeah. Because they didn't think he was actually... Disabled. Disabled, and of course he was. He was. And he was in war, right? I think they yeah. think that he was in war in the last use of his legs. So. How about Maude, his daughter? She just confused me. I didn't know why she was there. I don't either. Such a, such a weird character. She, she was like, she was supposed to... Provide, I don't know, extraness to this mystery, but she really didn't do anything. Right. She was just a strange character. And I mean, her motivation, also very strange. And... Well, she wanted to keep... Because there was like... Um, so they there was a charity organization. Yeah. Which he took the million dollars out of. Uh-huh. But she didn't want that to happen. Right? She thought that was embezzlement. She didn't want to get in trouble. Yeah. But she wanted the rug back. Mm-hmm. And as opposed to asking the dude for it, they just like, knock him out. Knocked around and took it. Right. So that made no sense. Yeah. And then she wants to have his baby. Yeah, she wants to have a child. She doesn't want anything to do with him, but she wants to have a baby. But why not anyone else or any of her friends? Because she has like rich friends, right? Yeah. It's weird. She's just weird. It was yeah. a weird doctor appointment. And then she's like, I'm trying to conceive. I'm like, excuse me? <laughs> what? Yeah. And, and then cool that's just it. it. And then that's it. Yeah. We don't know if she has <laughs> a baby. That, that, that's, that's it. She just leaves and that's it. Yeah. She was, she brought a lot of confusion to the movie. I know. I- <laughs> she, she was just strange. They presented her strangely with all the flying in art weirdness. Right. So... Yeah, that was very odd. I, 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 I don't know about that. her. Yeah. Yeah, well, I thought that was kind of actually interesting. I don't know. Sometimes you think, what what's the point of this? So the ridiculousness is funny sometimes. Right, yeah. And I do wonder, is it because they just want to make a laugh or is there something else in there? How about Brent, the character Brent, played by Philip Seymour Hoffman, who actually passed away young. He, he died pretty young as well. And he was a really good actor. Okay. What, what do you think about him? Brant was nice. He seemed like the better of the duo. He was just, he always called him up and was like, let him take the rug and everything. He just seemed like a nice butler dude. (laughs) Yeah, like, I don't know if he was like, he was his butler or if he, I don't know, assistant or I don't know what he was. But he was pretty patient with both, you know, dude's kind of callous attitude or way of life and also whatever the big Lebowski was doing. There's a scene where Bunny says something really inappropriate. And Brent just starts laughing like nervously. <laughs> it's such a good act job. Like he's like, oh, <laughs> she's just kidding. Although she just propositioned the dude. But oh um, my gosh, that yeah, is pretty funny. What did you think of Bunny Lebowski? Bunny was just like she didn't have much of a character besides being, you know, 
Beautiful. Yeah, they give yeah. her a backstory towards the end for no reason, but you know, it's cool for her. Yeah, her parents show up. Or not her parents, but the private yeah, detective their parents. Private detective we've seen following him like twice or three times throughout the movie. He finally comes out to say something. Yeah. The, and then, she, of course, yeah. that never ends with anything. Right, because she comes back, I think. She's at the Big Lebowski's house at the end of the movie again. <laughs> That's right. I don't know. That was kind of funny. How about Jesus? Nobody messes with the Jesus. Oh my gosh. Another like random character for all his talk about like I'm gonna mess you up. Like he promised to do that like three times in the movie and then nothing ever comes of it. They never had their match. Yeah, they know they don't. I I remember Jesus. He's just funny. Yeah. um, Like some intense dude. (laughs) Yeah. John Totoro plays him and I just think he was funny. First off he's Supposed to be a Spanish speaker, but he has a terrible accent. Yeah. And I just think the way he does funny things when he's like shining his ball or oh like he's gosh. licking the ball yeah. before he bowls. Oh my goodness. He has the one long nail. Is it he had he was just a cool character for no reason. I put Jackie Treehorn here, and that's the producer that dude ends we up. We see at his him house like one scene. For thirty seconds. I feel yeah. like he just came out of nowhere and then he left nowhere too. Like I think nothing happened. There's a scene where dude tells him, oh, the kid has the money. Yeah. Before we realize that there wasn't any money, that the Lebowski actually yeah. kept the money. I wonder if they went to that kid's house. Roughed him up or whatever. Yeah, thinking that he had the money. The kid just stole the car, right? Yeah. And then... I mean, it was just weird because they found his homework in it. Yeah, so... But it, he never... I guess he crashed the car and he abandoned it or something? Yeah. It was like full of water, right? Yeah, it had, like, water damage or something. It was totally messed up. They just found his homework in it. Yeah. I don't know. That was kind of a weird situation. It was like, yeah, he never did have money because the money never existed. (laughs) So So Jackie Treehorn never got his money. No. Although I imagine he's going to go back to Lebowski to try to get it. Yeah, probably. And Lebowski has the money now because he stole a million dollars from the the (laughs) The charity. charity children in need. I have three more. Let's do Uli and the Nihilists. What did you think of the Nihilists? Nihilists. They believe in nothing. They believe in nothing. <laughs> they were just quirky little guys. I honestly couldn't tell them apart from uh, Treehorn's men for a little while. Yeah. Because it's like, it's just a bunch of people coming in, breaking into his there house. Are, there are three hench groups. Yeah. There's Mods, two guys. Yes, mods, two guys. There's the Nihilists. And then there's Jackie Treehorn's guys. Yeah. We so. see them all multiple times. I don't know. Because who, who stole then, the rug? Jackie Treehorn's guys. Treehorn's guys are the ones that stole the rug. And the Nihilist came back. So the Nihilist, Nihilist came in later. With the marmot. And they put the marmot in the yeah. his bath when he was taking a bath. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and then Maude punched him in the face. Yeah, everybody broke into yeah, his house. Yeah, everyone broke into his house. The poor guy. They trashed it by the end of the movie. One of the Nihilists is an actor named Flea. He's actually not an actor. He's a famous rock star. He's in the Red Hot Chili Peppers, a very famous mm. band. And he's one of the characters in the movie. So oh, my gosh. I don't know why. He was Having his the, moment of stardom. He's, you know? the one that, he's the one that took the bowling ball to the stomach. So, oh, my gosh. <laughs> which, you know, would hurt a lot if someone threw it hard. How about Marty, the dancer? Remember the scene when the neighbor came over? He's like, hey, dude, you owe the rent. Oh, yes. Yes, yes. About him. I want to put on wondering. my one-man show. Yeah. I remember the landlord, whatever guy. Yeah. 
I was, I was wondering throughout the movie if they were going to actually go watch him. They and did. They did. All, they did. All three of them. All three of their friends went and watched his yeah, little like, dance. They totally supported uh, uh, Marty. It was, of course, some weird, <laughs> interesting dance. <laughs> funny. It was funny. I only put him in here because I just wanted to talk about the dance. I thought it was funny. And the dude went and so did Walter. And, so and they weren't even like laughing at him or anything. They were just like there supporting him. Well, they weren't even. I mean... Well, the two of them were watching, and then and then Walter came in later in the suit, just not paying attention to it yeah, at all, I just talking to each other. Although I think when he finished, they clap, right? Yeah, they, they did clap. Yeah. How about the stranger? So that's the a character. Stranger, the Sioux City Sarsaparilla guy. Sioux City Sarsaparilla, yeah. He's the narrator at the beginning, and then he shows up like three times in the movie. Yeah, he just—I don't know what he was doing there, other than he was just being the there. Voice. Yeah. She's like, I knew a guy named Dude at the beginning. And then just some random cowboy guy just comes in and sits at the bowling bar. And Dude finds him and they're like, it's just weird. It's, it's just weird. so weird. Yeah. Yeah, that guy is uh, played by Sam Elliott. who's a pretty famous actor. He was in Yellowstone remake. He was in Tombstone. He just looks like a cowboy. Yeah, I know. But he had the hat to make it all work and stuff. You know who loves him? Loves him. Chachandra. Chandra. Chandra loves Sam Elliott. Yeah, she thinks he's like so cool. I don't know if she enjoys him as an actor. Who's your favorite character? Um, I think I think I liked Walter the best. <laughs> I, really? Yeah. The big bully, angry, ear biting guy? Well, he had like the most personality. I I liked it. He made everything worse. Yeah. He was such an enabler. <laughs> it was great. Yeah. Okay. I you know I, I'm torn between Brent, who I thought did a great job of trying to like be like in the middle between these crazy characters, mm-hmm. and then of course the dude because the dude just the dude was the dude. The dude just he's cool like that. Or the nihilist. I know. I, I think I'm gonna choose the dude. I have to pick one. Who's your worst character? Worst character. I added this one when we were talking about this last week. The worst character was Jackie Treehorn because he didn't need to exist. Jackie or. Treehorn. Or his party, right? That was Yeah, that was that was I don't know. They didn't really they didn't sort of they just left me confused. <laughs> I don't know. I just felt nothing for them. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Maud. I think Maud's a close second for me. Yeah, I just think what was the point of her? She was just weird. And then trying to get pregnant, I just I don't see that. I don't get it. Like she was weird enough with everything she did. She had then, so many options. Yeah. So many options. So many options. I don't know why she had to would anybody go look at the dude and say, those are the genes I want to take for my children? Oh my gosh. Like, that doesn't make any sense, right? Yeah. All right. Uh, what was your favorite part? Um, this is just so ridiculous. Everything <laughs> that happened blended together. Maybe your funniest part. Like maybe I just do. liked whenever Walter and the dude were together. The way they talked to each other? Yeah. yeah. All right. I get you. I had two funny parts. My favorite part when I watched it the first time was when he's just blasting nails into that two by four onto the floor. Yeah. And then he sets the chair up against the. Yeah. But the door opens the other barricade. way. Oh my gosh, that was the worst barricade ever. Yeah, because the door opens outward. So the chair did nothing for him. And then he later on, he falls over it, right? Yeah. He like trips on it. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I don't know. That's pretty funny. Uh, if you could change one thing about the movie, what would it be? I don't know. I don't know. Just remove that last part with Maude. That was weird. You know, I would take out Donnie. He didn't need to be. He didn't need to die. There was no point for him dying. Other than the gag about the the ashes. About the ashes. Yeah. So he... Poor Donnie 
he deserved to be alive. He did nothing, and he was like the only one who died in that movie. Actually, that part made me laugh too when Walter, not the part where, so Walter throws the ashes into the air. Yeah. And they all fly back on dude. Uh-huh. The face that he makes. He before he he gets angry, right? Yeah. He's just sitting there taking all the ashes in the face. He has his sunglasses on, and then he explodes. But that scene right there is pretty. Oh my it's pretty gosh. funny. It's funny, pretty but it wasn't worth Donnie's life. No. All right. Here's some of my favorite quotes. I did cut out a bunch. The ones that I had a lot of were of Walter yelling at Donnie, and they're just cursing. A lot of mean. cursing, but there's two of them that are in there. Donnie, you're out of your element. So you like, yeah, yeah, you him, said Donnie, that. You're out, you're of, your out of your element. That was funny. Yeah, and then the other one is, life doesn't start and stop at your convenience. Like, which, <laughs> you're just trying to shut poor Donnie out all the time. Yeah, but Donnie, see, Donnie's annoying though. So sometimes when you're having a conversation with someone, someone walks in like, "What are you guys talking about?" He's like, "That's annoying. You're it, interrupting the flow. You don't want to yeah, explain it and again." Yeah, and you have to go back, and the person has to rehear what we were saying. Donnie was doing that all the time, the whole time. So I like the part where he said, "Life doesn't stop and start at your convenience. Like, yeah. stop right there. Leave us alone. We're having a conversation. <laughs> don't butt in." When people do that, it is kind of annoying, but it's also kind of funny how he just yelled at him. All right. The other line that is the rug really tied the room together. Yeah, he kept saying everyone wanted he wanted the rug throughout that movie so bad, and he right. never got it. He got a second rug, so he got a, his first rug got stolen, mm-hmm. and then oh no no, it got ruined. It got peed on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So he gets a new rug, which he steals from the Lebowski, and then that gets taken because that rug Maud was whatever. had sentimental value for Maud. But the first rug tied the room together. Yeah. And I just thought it was funny, conveniently, that we just bought a rug for our living room. And mom thinks that it ties the room together. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) So we just got new furniture in the living room. And uh, the rug came first. The rug was out there first. Yes. Kind of like the dude. The other one says, nothing. We believe in nothing. We believe in nothing. The nihilists are like, we believe in nothing. Which is funny. We just say it so intensely and then... Of course, the accent. But then they want all the money. So it's not like they don't want, they want, I don't know if nihilists, do nihilists believe in money? I guess. I don't know. They believe in nothing. They believe in nothing. We believe in nothing. The other part that I love was when they put his face in the toilet. When he comes back up, he puts his sunglasses on, like for no reason. Yeah. You know, I've been talking about that. Like, I want to be the cool guy who can wear sunglasses inside. Yeah. Because he can do it. Yeah, dude did that. He didn't care enough. Yeah, he was cool. And then the guy takes out a bowling ball. He's like, what's this? He's like, obviously, you're not a golfer. Yeah, <laughs> obviously. Yeah. He's- so that's my next quote. Obviously, you're not a golfer. I thought that was funny. The next quote actually has a like a lot of connotation. So the next one said, the dude abides. The dude abides. Right. Which is either a biblical quote, according to, like, I looked up some information, or a quote from famous literature, or a quote from a song. So nobody knows what it means, but it kind of means... The dude, it goes on. Like, it, the dude abides. Yeah, so he just goes with the flow, or... I guess that is kind of what he did throughout the movie. Yeah, yeah. Let's go over the movie themes. Dudism, which happens to end up becoming a religion. What? Several religions actually spawned out of dudism. What? Yeah, so there, okay. are, there are two churches that have started, well, from what I read, the Church of the Latter-day Dudes. And honestly, a philosophy around dudism. The what of dudes? Yeah. The like, dudes? The, well. This sounds so church. weird. They really have to choose dude. Yeah, it's in dudism. So the Church of Latter-day Dude. 
Oh my god. Due to the read stuff on our library. I mean, they have a website. Get ordained for free in the religion of Judaism. What? Uh, enter the Church of the Latter Day Dude. Judaism is a philosophy and life, so that preaches non-preachiness. So Judaism in general is. I know it's, it's so of, it's a real thing. Oh my gosh! Oh my goodness! Yeah, it's more of a lifestyle or a philosophy. Judaism advocates and encourages the practice of going with the flow. The dude abides. The dude abides. So, oh my gosh! This is so funny. So, what do you <laughs> think about uh, Judaism as a philosophy? Just going with the flow. I would say you are anti dudism What do you mean, Father? I think your stress level has uh. Is increased with school and studies and everything. Yeah. You kind of don't really go with the flow. I have a plan, Father. I have a mission. <laughs> you have a mission. You can't let the flow go. You know, I, I'm not going to get into religion, but if we believe in destiny, then Sophie abides. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> no, Sophie we have abides. free will, Father. We have free will for a reason. We got to do what we need to do. So yeah, I think that was the biggest theme of 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 this movie. Dudism is just, just everyone went with the flow. All right, what scene made you the most uncomfortable? The introduction of Maud. What? Because she's naked. Yeah. Oh yeah, she comes off completely Ooh, weirdo. naked. Weirdo. Yeah, full frontal. It was weird. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. A lot of things were weird in this movie. I'm not sure how about uncomfortable, but it was just weird. I didn't necessarily think any scenes were uncomfortable. The one scene I thought you would say. Was the girl being thrown up in the air topless? That was also Jackie weird. Treehorn's party. Yeah, his weird hallucination oh, drug I, dreams. He had a bunch of those. But those, yeah, you didn't know sometimes if they were real or not, right? No, I thought all those were fake. No, the scene. Well, I mean, he's at a party. Yeah. So that's real. It was weird though. And then he gets drugged. Yeah, he gets drugged. And then he gets hit. All in the, the face weird by bowling dogs. scenes are are all fake. Were you like flying in the air? Yeah, all the big bullying and whatever. Yeah. yeah, no, I don't know. I think everything is more weird than comfortable. All right, I have a new question, so I'm excited about asking this new question. Mm-hmm. Did the soundtrack of the movie enhance, diminish, or do nothing for your experience of watching it? I would say, I guess it kind of let me know like the tone of the scene just because right. of how things were shifting and how like volatile the characters were uh-huh. because it helped it be more like oh this is supposed to be like lighthearted or more serious or that uh-huh. but honestly i don't think i remember anything that stuck out to me uh yeah i yeah i there was a lot of classic songs like from back in the day which are just kind of like chill out songs yeah i think they kind of enhance the chillaxing relaxing mood that song, Man and Me, has been stuck in my head all week. Uh-huh. I can't get it out of my mind. Like I love that song. It's your songs, Fafi. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I see. So you think they uh, have to do more with me because they're from the era of time. Like, okay. way before me. Bob Dylan's way before me. So, yeah. All right. <laughs> what do you think about the ending of the movie? Like, what part? The part that just Donnie dies or just the guy, the Sioux City Sarsaparilla dude at the end? Just the end. How it ended. It's just, it kind of just ended without without a bang. It's just like they were going through this whole journey uh-huh. and then everything just ended, you know? Yeah, it wasn't over. like, I wouldn't say it's like a satisfying end or anything. What was what was the purpose of anything? But it was kind of <laughs> just like they went with the flow. 
Right. The movie just like, finished. Yeah. It looks like it was like almost as if they were setting up this weirdo mystery thing. But well, when that, you look at it, I guess the movie never took it seriously in the first place. <laughs> it, uh, yeah. I think I think I guess the whole point was not to like exactly focus on the plot, but just kind of what all the characters were doing and I guess the comedy of everything. Yeah, that's a good point. You're right, because it just ended. Like, nothing was even resolved exactly. Right. He won't talk to the Lebowskis. He won't talk to the Nihilists anymore. Yeah. He won't talk to Jackie Treehorn's people. He won't talk to Maude. Who knows? Maybe Maude. Like, if she didn't get pregnant. Don't talk to my lady friend. <laughs> get away from my lady friend. And he kept saying, well, that lady friend. He's like, oh, is your favorite lady friend? He's like, no, she's just my lady friend or something. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, like, stay nothing's going to ever happen with Bunny and stay that away. weird dude following him. Stay away from my lady friend. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, so I changed the question, would you recommend this movie? And I changed it to, would you watch this movie with your friends at your birthday party? Never. <laughs> Never in a million years. Never in a million years. I don't know. I don't know. They they wouldn't. I don't think so. No. 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 We'll watch I this think this is a perfect movie to watch with my old man. I don't think I'd watch it on my own or with anyone else. Your old man. All right. Uh, before we finish the pod, I have a couple of questions. Actually, we talked about it already. With, uh, did you ever think this movie would spawn multiple religions or philosophies? No, that's this is ridiculous. I don't know, man. <laughs> That's just so weird. Yeah. All right. And then the last one is, is the dude, the character of the dude, the exact opposite of the narrator in Fight Club? Fight Club? So you got the narrator in Fight Club, and he was all about consumerism. Items, items. I want this. My life will be complete if I have matching dishware, right? Yeah. Dude doesn't care about anything. He didn't care about anything. What do you think? Do you think they're opposites of each other? I wouldn't know if they're opposites of each other. It's just so different. The tone of the Wolf movies is very different. The way they act is very different. They have very, very different problems. <laughs> yeah. And uh, dude's definitely living the happier life. Maybe we should follow his philosophy, Sophie. I think maybe we need a little dude in our life. I don't think... I don't know, Dad. I don't know. He's kind of living in a messed up house without a rug. So what? <laughs> with Nihilist but, after him and his well, best no, friend just died. The Nihilists are gone. Everybody dies, Sophia. And then if you go buy yourself a new rug, then the dude's exactly where he was at the beginning of the movie. Well, he's one friend minus, for one. <laughs> yeah. Maybe Jesus can join the crew. Jesus will be his friend. <laughs> Jesus is cute. Oh, my gosh. No, I don't know. I feel like that only... I think that whole experience only... Was only bad for dude. Ah, I think dude forgot about it and moved on. The dude like, abides. That's what he says at the yeah, end of the I movie. Think he, I don't think he's like totally affected by it because even at the funeral, he wasn't like super emotional or anything. Walter was more emotional. Yeah, yeah it's just like it's another Tuesday or whatever for him. But it All was right. just weird. Okay. All right. Is there anything else you want to talk about this movie that you love? Three stars that you wouldn't definitely watch at your birthday party yeah. slash. No, I, I think parties. I think it's over. I think it's time to move on now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you for tuning in to Poppy Approved Movies. If you liked this episode, make sure to subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite podcast app. We put on an episode every Monday. Next week, Natalie will be back and we'll be watching The Notebook. We're starting our, uh, our months of romantic movies for February. And I'll be back in two weeks to watch Eternal Sunshine of a Spotless Mind. I'm Poppy. And I'm Sophia. See you next time. Bye.